Welcome to the Drone MBA podcast, where we propel your drone career or business to new heights, discussing strategies, insights, and tips to navigate the skies of drone careers and entrepreneurship. Let's take flight into the business of drones. Hi there. Welcome back to the Drone MBA podcast. My name is Dr. Heather Monthe. I am your host for this podcast. In this episode, what I wanted to do today is give you some tips on how to prepare for your commercial remote pilot exam, regardless of what country you're in. So there's going to be some certain universally applicable things for adult learning and studying to help you prepare for this exam. Uh, But first, what I wanted to talk about is If you're watching this on YouTube, you probably noticed that the background's a little bit different than what I had been doing in previous episodes. I'm still trying out some new software, and I know a couple people commented or sent me messages on my previous episode where I'd said I'm trying out some new software. Curious to know what kind of software it is. I'm actually working with uh, Descript right now, and uh, I hope to get a link for you. I will put it in the show notes. I think the software is amazing. And so I know some of you come to me as a photographer or videographer already, and Descript is probably way too simple for what it is that you're doing. But somebody like me who is really drawn into the UAS world as the love of aviation and the love of technology and a not uber create things like Canva and Descript have been super helpful for me. I am going to do an episode about all the different technology tools that I use for my drone business. Some of the things you might want to use in your business as well helps me with you know websites and marketing and sending out emails and social media scheduling and then also you know on the video editing side of thing and graphics canva things like that but please forgive me if you come to me as a super duper creative type that knows photoshop really well and knows how to do video editing really well <laughs> for somebody like me who is somewhat challenged in that area. And I shouldn't say I'm just, I'm challenging there. I just haven't taken the time to, to learn all this stuff. Uh, Descript and Canva, things like that have been really helpful for me. So if you're watching this on YouTube, you notice the background's a little bit different. If you're listening to the audio of this, uh, what I'm doing is I'm putting drone footage in the background. So it gives you something to look at while you're uh, listening to the podcast. If you're actually watching the screen, I know I listen to a lot of podcasts on YouTube, but I'm not always necessarily watching the screen. I'm just listening. Whatever. It's there for you if you are watching on YouTube. So what I want to do today is give you some study tips for your remote pilot exam. So again, this is not specific to the U.S. I actually looked at the analytics for the podcast over the weekend. 38 countries, you guys. (laughs) We have downloads in 38 countries. I am just like floored by this, okay? So with this podcast, we are not going to focus on anything that's U.S.-centric. I do have a lot of FAA resources on my website and on my YouTube channel. So if you need things like that, you can go over there to get that. But for this podcast, this is a global podcast. It is a global community. You guys are all over the world. So we're going to really focus on some of those things that are really universally applicable across the board. And one of those things is the majority of countries have some sort of remote pilot certification that you need to take in order to become a commercial drone pilot. So aviation is governed by an international organization called ICAO, I-C-A-O. It's the International Civil Aviation Organization. And so that is the international governing body of aviation throughout the world. And then within each country, you'll have an aviation authority. So you've got the FAA in the U.S., you've got CASA in Australia, um, you've got CAA in Canada, you've got EASU, EU. 
And then there's other, you know, depending on what country you're in, you're going to have your own aviation authority. They're going to have their own guidelines on what it is that you need to do to prepare for the commercial drone pilot exam in your country. It's called something different in each country. There's the remotely piloted uh, aircraft systems exam. In the U.S., it's actually called the remote pilot with a small unmanned aircraft systems rating. So in every country, it's going to be a little bit different. What I want to do today is give you some study tips. I come to you as a person who has worked in education in the technology side of things for over 20 years. I have worked with people who want to start, grow, and you know really accelerate their own careers in the tech world. It doesn't matter where it is in tech. Drones UAS is one of them, one of those things. And there's universally applicable adult learning principles as we prepare for exams. All right. Exam anxiety is real. Things like oh, just getting nervous, not knowing if you're ready, spending too much time studying, spending not enough time studying, all that kind of stuff is very real. So let's go and let's get into some tips. Okay. So the first thing is to really understand the certification process. So what you want to do is go to whatever the aviation authority is in your country, go to their website, and they will have some sort of page about the process to become a certified drone pilot in, in your country. So they will give you all of the different things that you're going to be tested on. They're going to tell you the different topics that you're going to be tested on, how many questions you will have how much time you will have to answer the questions, where do you go to take the test, all of that stuff will be on that website. You're going to find people on the internet, myself included, that are going to be working to create content to help guide you through that process. One thing you want to be wary of is how old that content is. Things change, technology changes, regulation changes. So what we don't want to do is find a YouTube video from five or six years ago where the rules have really changed. That person might have some updated content that is more current as far as what th where things are with regards to regulations. But you always want to use the aviation authority as your sole source of knowledge. Somebody might guide you there, myself included, might guide you there, but really know that you as a pilot are going to be responsible for all of the decisions that you make. Going on somebody's YouTube video that might be too old, that has old information in it, is not going to be a excuse uh, in the eyes of the authority. So make sure that you're going over to the Aviation Authority's website, gathering that information, finding out about what is this test? What do I got to do? Is it is it a 30-minute test? Is it a 60-minute test? Is it whatever? You want to find all that kind of stuff out. So that's the first thing is just really understand what that certification process is. The second is to just use some very effective study strategies that really work well for adult learners. And when we're talking about adult learners, we're talking about anybody over 14, 15 years old. And that's the age group of when people are starting to get prepared for a remote pilot, commercial remote pilot exam. So you want to create a study schedule. We're all busy. Everybody's got stuff. We've got responsibilities. We've got jobs. We've got families. We've got pets. We've got all the things going on. Now you're trying to add this thing into it. So what you'll want to do is make sure that you create a study schedule for yourself. Even if you've only got 15 minutes a day, it's 15, it's still 15 minutes. And that added up over a week, over a month, that is enough to help get you prepared for this exam. And if you can dedicate an hour a day to it, that's even better. But you, what you'll want to do is figure out what is your schedule and what can you realistically set aside to study. What I don't suggest doing is sitting down and studying for four hours at a time. That does not work. You do not retain that information. 
if you've got a four hour chunk of time to study, that's great, but make sure you're building in breaks in there. And the next thing really falls into that. If you're spending three hours, four hours studying, make sure you're taking notes. And I don't mean typing out notes, handwrite them. There's a lot of research out there about handwritten notes and how that really ties information in your brain and brings everything together. So when you're doing this studying, make sure you are taking uh, taking handwritten notes. Um, the third thing is to use all the different resources and tools that you have available for you. So yeah, in the U.S., I do have an FAA Part 107 exam study guide. There's a lot of people out there that have study guides. In your country, wherever it is that you are, there will be people that have study guides. There's a lot of really good stuff out there. So make sure you just get as much information as you can. The aviation authorities will also publish their own study guides as well. It's got some really great information in there. So you can use that kind of resources as well. All right. And then you'll want to use any sort of practice exams. In the U.S., I do suggest ASA and GLIME. Other countries, you will have organizations that create practice exams for you. So what you can do is, let's say you need to get 70% of the questions correct in order to pass the commercial drone pilot exam. What you can do is you can use these practice tests. You can take these practice tests over and over and over and over and over again. And then once you get, I always generally recommend once you're consistently scoring 80% or higher on the practice tests, you're probably ready to take the actual test itself. If you're consistently scoring right around 70% on those practice tests, you're probably not quite ready simply because those practice exams aren't the exact questions. And if you're not answering those correctly, you're probably not going to answer the test questions correctly either. Use those resources that are out there that the Aviation Authority publishes, but then also there's a lot of different publishers out there that publish those practice exams to help you prepare for that exam. And the fourth thing that I really think is important as you are preparing for your remote pilot exam is to take care of your health and your mindset. Maintaining physical and mental health during that study process is extremely important. You don't want to sit down and just try to cram it in a day. There are classes out there that you can go and you can sit down for a weekend and just have, it's just like brain dump all the information into your head. That might work for some people. It might help you prepare to actually pass the exam. Is it good on retention? Not necessarily. So you want to make sure that you're taking care of your physical and mental health as you're studying. Make sure that on test day that you get adequate rest, that you go to bed early, don't stay up all night studying, You know, eat a good breakfast, drink water, uh, all that good stuff that you have to do to take care of yourself so that when you walk into test day, you have a good positive mindset, you feel confident, and you're going to do very well on this exam. So taking care of yourself, both in your physical health and your mental health as you're preparing for this exam is of utmost importance. And then the last is, how do you know how much to study? Okay, I see a lot in the online forums. Some people will say, I studied a bunch of YouTube videos for a couple hours and I went and took the test and I was fine. And then there are other people that will say, I studied for three months and I went and took the test and I failed. When you go online and you ask that question, how much do I have to study? Kind of like saying, what do I got to lose? What do I got to do to lose 100 pounds? Okay, well, where are you right now? We don't know where you are right now. Do you even need to lose 100 pounds? Do you weigh 150 pounds? And if you lost 100 pounds, you'd only weigh 50 pounds. That's just, that's silly, right? But if you weigh 400 pounds, that's going to be very different for somebody who's 200 pounds, okay? 
it's there, there's going to be different things that you need to do based on where you are right now. Okay. So somebody who maybe they took some flying lessons when they were younger, maybe they're not brand spanking new to the aviation world. I think that where a lot of people struggle as they're coming into this world is that we're all used to the highway system as we're driving and we know how to get from point A to point B. It's this two-dimensional world where we go forward and backward and left and right, maybe do a U-turn, you know, whip some shitties here. So that's really what we're used to. We're used to this two-dimensional world. And when you come into this aviation world, now we're talking three dimensions. So we can go forward, back, left, right, up, down, spin around, do all the fun things. So that is a mindset shift for a lot of people. So you have to think about, well, if there's some people that maybe they've been into model aircraft before, maybe they took some flying lessons before, maybe they're already a manned aircraft pilot and they're not new to this world. That study strategy is going to be very different for somebody who's never ever been involved in aviation before, has never looked at an aeronautical chart before, doesn't even know exactly what the FAA does or the Air aviation authority in their country does. It's going to be something very new. The gauge that I always tell people is you're probably ready for the exam when you're taking those practice tests and you're scoring consistently over 80%. You're probably ready to take the exam with the caveat that you're never done learning. All right. The aviation world is filled with a lot of information, a lot of technology. Safety is the priority. And so you just want to approach this as, yes, I need to pass this exam, but also I need to continually learn and grow as I evolve in this industry. So those are the couple of key points that I wanted to share with you as you're preparing for your commercial pilot exam. Um, and if you are interested, I do have a Facebook group called Business Strategies for Drone Pilot. So anyways, uh, thank you for joining me in today's podcast. These are some tips, strategies, et cetera, to help you pass the commercial pilot exam in your country. I'm Dr. Heather Monthe, your host for this podcast, and I will see you in the next episode. Have a great rest of your day.